Buenos dias. And welcome to the People Power Everything podcast. I am your host, John Dallas. This week, I wanted to talk to you about a few persistent science myths. I'm putting this one out just a little bit late, so sorry for that. Uh, this is about a day late. I just got a little busy at work, so I had to get a few things done there. And just last week, I finished my coursework for the semester and for my degree, so finished the courses. Yay! I still have an essay to write, uh, but that, that'll come along in the next few months, uh, I hope. But all this got me thinking about science and the interpretation that people, uh, I would say more specifically in this case consultants, gleaned from scientific papers, uh, even when the science has moved on and a lot of what they're selling goes against uh, what the science is now saying is actually true or not true. So in order to spark some questioning and hopefully some discussion, I want to share some myths and make everyone listening think a little. So over the weekend, I watched a nice little video called Rest in Peace, Constructs and Concepts in IO Psychology Whose Time Has Come. Now, IO stands for Industrial and Organizational, which tells you this is about work in general. The talk is academic. It's very academic, so fair warning there if you do go out and search for that and watch it. Um, you just buyer beware kind of thing. It's 54 minutes. I found it really interesting, but the speakers can be a little, let's say, not too used to speaking in public, though uh, everything they say is is utterly brilliant, and there's actually some good arguments in there as well. So uh, do expect academic conference if you go watch that. It's not uh, Mark Rober-type production values, um, but I highly recommend watching Mark's videos too. Um, they're a lot of fun. So all this is really interesting, at least to me. So I'm going to try to make it a little bit interesting to you and uh, maybe you come away learning something or maybe just questioning it and wanting to know more. So first is the concept of generational differences. Uh, a lot of this has been through training at work about dealing with generations in the workplace and identifying differences. Um, it turns out that meta-analysis or analyses um, studies of a lot of other studies put together uh, that look over a, an entire body of work to see what's being replicated and what's actually showing up in the empirical evidence, uh, they show that generational differences don't actually exist. So the research shows that similarities between generations outweigh their differences, and by a lot. Uh, it's shown that the values such as family, friendship, and personal growth are consistently cherished across generations. This indicates that our shared human experiences often transcend the artificial boundaries of generational labels. Things like customizing beliefs depending on age groups is a waste of time and money. If people see a benefit for one group, they want the same and vice versa. So if you give a certain benefit to an older worker, the younger worker will probably want that same benefit if they see why it's valuable to them. It's not about an age group. It's more about just seeing the value. Also, if you're using generations as a proxy for age, you can get into a lot of legal trouble because age discrimination is illegal. The key message here is look for similarities instead of differences. Uh, try to bring people closer together by seeing what is the same in us instead of seeing what is different. So the next one, uh, and I know this will be sensitive to many people, is learning styles. So this is people who say, 
I learn better visually. So draw me a picture or write something on the board. Um, and then others will say, I learn better orally. So tell me a story. Well, these aren't supported by the research. Having a specific style of teaching something does nothing to improve our learning. Studies suggest that learning is a complex, multifaceted process, and that focusing on individual strategies may be more beneficial than adhering to a specific style. So ultimately, embracing diverse teaching methods and fostering adaptability can better serve learners in their educational pursuits. So we should focus on what works. We know what works, which is more based on how interested somebody is in the subject, how disciplined they are at keeping at the learning activity, and bringing like-minded people together so they can feed off each other. While it might help you to think you learn better by seeing or by hearing, it's more like a bias. You believe that, so when it happens, you feel the reinforcement of it, saying, see, you showed me, so I saw it and I learned more. Well, unfortunately, it doesn't really influence how you learn. Third, and a tough one that I've talked about before, I've written about quite a bit, um, it's a tough one. Work-life balance. So does it actually exist? The science shows the answer is, it depends. Are work hours a concern? Yeah, absolutely. But there are many aspects of the concepts that are arguable. For example, isn't work part of life? So are you trying to balance out something that's an integral part of something else? Um, is it bad if somebody really loves their jobs and, and keeps learning and doing tasks outside of normal times? I know people who just love what they do and when they, you know, watching a hockey game or um, on the weekend reading about new technology, learning how it works, setting up labs in their house. And I've even had a colleague who I said, you know, you, you work a lot, you don't have a lot of balance. And his argument back to me was, what do you do after hours? And I said, well, I, you know, I go to school, I read, I write papers, um, I write articles. And he said, see, you like to do that. I like to learn about new technology and see how it can affect what we do at work. It says it's just an activity I enjoy. So for me, it's not something that creates imbalance, but it's just something that I like to do. And I know for me, there are times I'll happily spend time on the weekend reading and putting together material that'll help me for work. And I'll do that. I'll enjoy it. I'll like doing it. There are also times during working hours where I'd just rather take a nap, <laughs> which actually does happen sometimes when I have free time. I can block it off uh, working remotely with flexible hours and not being evaluated that I'm actually sitting at my desk eight hours a day between the hours of nine and five means that I can actually do that. Uh, and still get my job done and still have good performance. So the autonomy to choose how we spend our time is also a big driver of satisfaction. So this researcher suggests we move on to work-life integration as a concept that better integrates our reality and how we live it, what we like to do. Um, I think that's really important. The last concept, a little more complicated, is the idea of adjective leadership. So what this means is just putting an adject adjective, anyone, before the word leadership. Things like supportive leadership, toxic leadership, or servant leadership. 
What we really need to do is have researchers focus on finding solid evidence that shows how different leadership styles actually work in real life situations, rather than just coming up with new labels. Also, it'd be great if experts from various fields could work together and share their ideas to get a better understanding of leadership as a whole. And one of my area of interest, my specific area of interest, is followership. What about the followers? What makes them uh, want to follow a leader? What makes a good follower? These are all questions that I ask uh, and that I answer in other podcasts. So if you keep listening, you'll you'll hear some, and uh, I'll go actually go through some different models over time. One of the presenters suggests that most of the new concepts that we're talking about are actually just a rehash of things we already know. The leader-member exchange theory, which sounds really complicated, but it is what it says. So the leader, the member, which is the follower, and exchange, how they deal with each other, how they talk to each other, how they work together, which has about 75 years worth of history behind it. So it's one that's worth paying attention to, but because it didn't get a lot of press, um, we talk about other types of leadership that are basically the same thing. And leader member exchange, so it's a relationship-based approach to leadership that emphasizes the quality of interactions between the leader and their individual team members, fostering unique, mutually beneficial connections. Now that's pretty important. Things need to be mutually beneficial and in good relationships, be they working or personal, there's mutual benefit. So given this, do we really need to look at a bunch of other ways or do we need to just refocus on what we already know? Overall, science continues to evolve and learn what makes us tick. While that's happening, one thing is certain. Science will continue to change how we see the world. One thing to remember, though, is highlighted by a commenter around the 48-minute mark in the video. Um, and it's all about arguing with people who have set beliefs. And uh, the person comments about asking a facilitator at a, I think it was a training session she mentioned, where she's saying, look, everything you're presenting here is not based in science. And the science actually says something different. So here's where you're wrong. And, and talking to the consultant or the trainer, the, the consultant says, but it, it doesn't matter because this is kind of what's accepted right now and what's being presented. So it's accepted practice. So, you know, it's okay that I present this. And from a scientific point of view or from a, a research point of view, it's really hard to understand when people acknowledge what they're saying isn't really based in any empirical evidence, but it's accepted, so it's okay. And honestly, being in that position a few times where I'm ready to question it, I tend to bite my tongue and say, okay, what can I gain out of this session? And not necessarily just pick an argument with a trainer or facilitator who half the time they're trained specifically to give that training and don't necessarily have the research background to get into those kinds of discussions, nor is it their place within a training forum to do that. Say, so if you want to do that, you know, happily go at it with the consultant afterwards, ask them a lot of questions, see where, uh, you know, their, their source data comes from, which is generally, I found anyways, uh, difficult to get. Uh, but sometimes you do get the, the facilitator who will have a good background on it. 
and we'll be able to say, okay, here's where the science comes and supports it. And here's where it's not so clear. So they actually do tend to try to stay away from that or give you know the, the positive spin on what they're teaching and how it can benefit people without pushing towards something that's absolutely been disproven. So that's always nice to see as well. So that's the kind of thing that makes me tick on the weekend, uh, reading through these and saying, okay, I, I see where the science has been around for a while and that it's kind of been misappropriated. Um, and over time, as it's been repeated in training courses, uh, media, books, consultants, it tends to take hold and it's really hard to rip out. And to that point, I wouldn't say we should be ripping it out. I would say, let's better understand what people are getting out of it. See if they'll acknowledge that it's not really based in science and then just talk about you know why it's important to them and what they're getting out of it. And maybe there's some other science that would support what they're actually looking for and what they need to get out of it to in order to be better. So I hope you enjoyed that in terms of the science and it sparked some thoughts. I hope you have a great week ahead. And with all this you know, leadership, learning, work-life balance, remember that through all that, uh, you do need the balance, the balance you want. I hope you're learning and developing because in the end, people power everything.